And this morning, the kids of Applewood would like to tell you a story. They'd like to share with you a story about Advent, the season we're in. So join us as and join Aaron, Bailey, and Katie as we celebrate the ABCs of Advent. Katie, I love Christmas time, but I just don't understand all the time. What's the big deal about getting married? What is it all about? Aaron, Advent is an expectant time of waiting and preparation for celebration. The term Advent refers to the coming of the nativity of Jesus at Christmas. For Christians, the season of Advent Advent anticipates the coming of Christ from two different perspectives. The season offers the opportunity to the ancient longing for the coming of the Messiah and to get ready for his second coming. Huh? I didn't get all that. Why don't we go on a journey filled with rejoicing, anticipation, and celebration? Then, maybe I'll understand a little bit more about Advent. That sounds like fun! Katie, where are we going? Let's begin our travels in a time before any of us were born. A time even before our parents, 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 parents were born. Yes, back during the Bible times is where we're going to start. Let's explore ten prophecies that were foretold, predicted, and recorded hundreds of years before that wonderful night in Bethlehem. Prophecy? What is a prophecy? A prophecy is saying something that is going to happen sometime in the future. In the Bible, the Old Testament foretold many, many events that would happen at the time of the birth of Jesus. Let's look at the top ten. The first prophecy is Genesis 12.3. It says that Jesus will come from the line of Abraham. And then in Matthew 1.1, it is fulfilled when it says, This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Prophecy 2 can be found in two different Old Testament scriptures, both Genesis 17.19 and Numbers 24.17 tell of a prophecy that Jesus will be a descendant of Isaac and Jacob. Then it's fulfilled in Matthew 1.2. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Prophecy 3 is written in Genesis 49.10. Starting that Jesus will be a member of tribe of Judah and fulfilled in Luke 3.33 when it is given the line of Jesus. For prophecy 4, we go to Jeremiah 23.5. David, this time Matthew listed the line of Jesus in Matthew 1.6 fulfilled prophecy 4. Isaiah 7.14 shares prophecy 5 and that Jesus' mother will be a virgin. In Matthew's account of the birth of Jesus, Matthew 1.18 says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother married, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Prophecies can be found in Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a sign, and shall call his name Emmanuel. It is fulfilled in Matthew one twenty three. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Micah five two states that Jesus will be born in the town of Bethlehem, which is prophecy seven. Luke one through seven an account of birth of Jesus tells us that he was indeed born in Bethlehem. It also Fulfilled in Matthew 
to one when it says Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King. The prophet Hosea gives us prophecy 8 when he says that Jesus will be called out of Egypt. Matthew 2, 13-15 says, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, as they stay, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled that the Lord had spoken through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. Jeremiah 31.15 gives us prophecy 9, when it says that Jesus' birth will be accompanied with great suffering and sorrow. The fulfillment of this prophecy is in Matthew 2.16. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Prophecy 10, a very important prophecy, says that Jesus will live a perfect life, die by crucifixion, resurrect from death, ascend into heaven, and sit at the right hand of God. It can be found in Psalms and Isaiah. And you see that fulfillment all throughout the New Testament in Luke 23-33, Acts 1-9, Acts 25-32, First Peter 2-21-22, and Hebrews 1-3. Wow, my head's spinning. We've already traveled quite a distance. I think it's time for a break on our journey. Don't you, baby? Yes, let's ask some kids of today a few questions about the meaning of Christmas. Let's go to our reporter on the streets, Ace. I spent some time on the, out on the streets asking kids about Christmas. Let's see their answers to this question. Christmas is about God's love. Why does God love you? Nora told me that God loves her because she's so cute. <laughs> True, Nora is cute. But Talia thinks God loves her because he's so kind. It's true, God is kind, but there's more. Micah said God loves God loves him because God created everything. That's true too. Let's check in with one more kid on the street. When I asked Eliza why God loves her, she stated simply, because he loves me. That's true for all of us. God loves us because he loves us. That's all the Ace Reporters has on the streets. Back to you three. Now we'll go to a small town just south of the city of Jerusalem in Israel. Bethlehem was a melting pot for lots of different kinds of people. It was particularly crowded because many people traveled there to be counted for the census. Joseph and Mary went to Bethlehem so they could be counted also. However, the one who really counts is the Messiah, God's son, Jesus. He was going to change the world all because of God's love for us. I know, I know. John 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, so whoever believes in him not perish. Not having a room in an inn didn't cause God's plan to be changed. In fact, it was part of his plan. Just ask the shepherds that were tending the flock that special night. They were visited by a special guest, an angel, a host of others. Do not be afraid, the angel said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. 
and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloths, lying in a manger. Oh, they must have been filled with so much joy. After the shepherds saw the baby just as the angel had said they would find him, the shepherds told the others of the glory they witnessed. The t- shepherds and all the townspeople were amazed they, as they heard of the news of Jesus' birth. However, not everyone heard the Messiah's news coming as good news. Herod, a powerful man back then, heard of Jesus' birth from some wise men. He sent the wise men to go worship so he could he sent the wise men to find this new king so that he could go and worship him too. But Herod didn't mean it. He wanted to get rid of Jesus because he was more because Jesus was more powerful and Herod knew that. The wise men followed the star to where it led them. When the star stopped, they were in presence of the child Jesus. They bowed and worshipped him and opened their treasure chest to give Jesus gifts. Gifts? I love gifts. If you give him some special, I <laughs> they did give him some special gifts. For the time, these were considered very special. They gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Okay, I know gold is very special. What's myrrh and the other ones? Frankincense and myrrh were basically sap. They gave Jesus... You're right. Both frankincense and myrrh were considered perfume, and even medicine. But let's not turn this into a science experiment. Let's get back to the wise men. After visiting Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they returned to their own lands with joy in their hearts and without going back to report to Herod. Nothing to report here. So are you getting a better idea of Advent and why it's a big deal to get our hearts prepared? Yes, preparing for the coming of the Savior and our hearts with the same anticipation and joy that the people of God have for Jesus. That's what it's all about. Celebrating the birth of Jesus. Like the shepherds and wise men. Giving gifts and knowing God is with us. Emmanuel. This is that's where it ends. Our journey is over. Not quite. Even though we focus on preparing our hearts for Christmas during Advent, the real journey is our the real journey we are preparing our hearts for is the reason he came in the first place. He came to die for our sins, but more importantly, he rose again. Only God's son could have done that. Are you ready to continue with the next part of the journey and prepare your heart for when Jesus comes again? We've got an Advent reading for this Advent service of joy. Imagine the joy the Magi felt when they anxiously asked King Herod, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. As it says in Matthew, Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, following the star until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. A simple star created by God led them to a life-changing experience, worshiping God's Son. As we prepare for Christmas, may we come with that same anticipation and joy that the wise men had as they traveled many, many miles to worship Jesus, God's Son. Today we light these candles as a reminder to live with joy Rejoicing in the Lord each day of this Advent season and in all of life. Shout for joy as we wait with confidence, rejoicing that Emmanuel is coming. Rejoicing well.